Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of the Multiverse Fancast. I am one of your hosts, Mags, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you tonight? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing extraordinary. Uh, I don't uh, get it. Okay, I'll explain later. Okay. Um, like, as an EX or just X? No, just the X. Just the X. It's oh, just okay. the X. Just the X. So, we are here to talk about X-Men Apocalypse. I don't, I don't know if that was... Was that music? Or yes, it was. was a drum, like, I don't know. Just was, one guy yeah. with a drum in the back? Okay, Pretty cool. Much, yeah. So, uh, we yeah, are... I hired him just for that. Oh, you hired that guy yeah. to do the drum. All right, here's five bucks. You can leave now. <laughs> yeah. It's me. Why are you handing me five dollars? <laughs> no. Um, so, we are just fresh from seeing X-Men Apocalypse. We literally left the theater about 15, 20 minutes ago. Uh, so we wanted to get into the studio and record our thoughts immediately because apparently, immediately. Um, apparently, it's funnier. Or, and it's uh, funnier. We do our best work, I think, fresh off watching something. And I think the more we have time to marinate on it, the more bad things we find. Yeah, we, um, we could. Uh, that's why we always add stuff in and in different shows <laughs> have nothing to do with it. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, during like our flash episode where we like. And then this thing about excellent bothered me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we are going to do, as per usual, we'll have our opening non-spoiler review where we kind of talk uh, some of the, the general points, and yeah. then we will give you guys a very, very uh, explicit, no, uh, very, very obvious <laughs> spoiler friendly. warning. Can't do Family friendly. Can't do explicit. <laughs> I just wanted another X word. That's an yeah, X word, actually. It depends on how you If you, you want X words, you could talk about how someone could play the xylophone. Oh, or Ooh. how uh, Vin Diesel's going to be in a new Triple X movie. Ooh. Like the okay, never mind, never mind. Uh, uh, I know what you meant. Oh, okay. Yep. Not just in case. Yep. I know. But um, let's do a, just a, a little quick, brief synopsis on the movie. Uh, set ten years after the final events of Days of Future Past. Yes. Uh, basically, uh, the best way to describe it is someone didn't shut the door. Moira McTaggart. No. Um, <laughs> so. There's the very first known recorded mutant apocalypse, or uh, N. Sabinur, as he is called in both the comics and this movie, is awakened to the world of the 80s, and like anybody else who knows the world of the 80s, they wanted to destroy it. Yes. Um, so he is awoken by accident, and he plans to... Because she didn't shut the carpet door. <laughs> he plans <laughs> to wipe out the entire world, and it's going to take uh, a brand new team of X-Men to stop him. Yes. Uh, Basically trying to get rid of the world of everyone except for mutants. Very Magneto-esque. Yes. Um, but in Magneto's worlds, in the comics, Magneto always wanted them just to be the superior race. Yeah. He never... It, it wasn't really so much, I'm going to destroy humanity. In his world, he was saving mutants. Yes. Uh, en Sabanur... We're going to call him Apocalypse because I'm going to yeah. mess up En Sabanur at least once. Uh, Apocalypse is like... Summon him. Uh, he wants to just... Clear the slate and have yes. only the strongest survive. Yes. Uh, so let's start very with Damien Dark. Very Damien Dark. Yes. <laughs> um, let's start off with our titular character, a brand new character. Family friendly. Titular what? is the title <laughs> character. Um, Apocalypse. Now, I remember it wasn't Thank too long God ago. Thank God he doesn't look like Thanos. Yep. Um, <laughs> it wasn't too long ago that we got our first initial shots of Apocalypse, and he was very purple. Uh, yes. There purple are a people lot. Eater. What was that? He's the purple people eater. He's the purple people. <laughs> he basically looked like Barney hit the gym. Um, so let you want to start with Apocalypse, our, our big man on campus now. I'm, st I'm my mind's still on purple people eater, but yeah, let's start. Let's start with uh, Apocalypse. All right. So 
In this, in the comic books, Apocalypse has the ability to change his own molecules. He can change his body into anything he wants. He can control it. Yeah. How on the molecular level, he creates weapons. He changes sizes. He's basically indestructible. Uh, they tweak his powers slightly in this uh, story. Yeah. Basically, he can control the molecules of anything else. Yes. And from constantly putting himself in new bodies, very Ultron-ish, yeah. he gets new powers from the bodies he takes. Yes. Um, Basically yeah. captures mutants and injects himself into the body of said mutant. He's and... also able to affect other mutants' yes. abilities in this. Um, my initial thought on Apocalypse was for a character that's so big in the comics... He wasn't as big as I thought he was going to be. Yeah. Um, That's fair. It's You know what it is? Because I somebody was arguing this point recently about how in the movies they have to kill villains or they have to finish the roles of villains because unlike in the comic books or the TV shows, you only really have the one film or to, to tell the story yes. of the villain. So that's why typically villains have to go. So that way they're not... Well, where are they for the next movie? Yeah, that, no, it's uh, that's understandable, mm-hmm. but then again, not really needed. I mean, jumping ahead, we have a two-part Infinity Wars, which is yeah, very true for Avengers. Yeah. Yes, which is the same villain in two movies. Uh, we don't know though. We don't, well, we could, don't know, but I mean, things. why call it part one and part two if it's not it's the same <laughs> villain? You know what I mean? Um, so he was, uh, like, I loved his voice effect. He had a really yes. cool where his voice would get different sounds when he got, I don't want to say like angry, but almost like he wanted to intimidate. Yeah. He could kind of change it on will. And like you said, it was mainly to intimidate. I love, um, when he does the line and we saw it in all the trailers. So this isn't a spoiler where he says, um, everything they built will fall and from the ashes of their world will build yes. a better one. Um, the first time we heard it in the trailer, there was no effect added to it. No. Uh, the more recent trailer, because every trailer was had good. it had that line in it. Yeah, though. and it was different every time. Exactly. Um, so as far as like villains go, he you understood his his process, but he was very one dimensional. He was this is my this is my mission. This is what I'm going to do, and I don't care about anybody else's opinions. Yeah. And everybody was just a tool to him. Yes. Uh, he was cool in terms of his powers. He does some oh, really yeah. cool things with his powers. Oh. Um, what, what were your initial thoughts though when, when he popped in? Um, you know what? I, I enjoyed him. Mm. Um, it was interesting to see his, uh, changes in, uh, going from person to person and being able to create pretty much almost like a super soldier. Yes. You know, he's basically a super soldier. Mm -hmm. Well... Almost, <laughs> but um, but I enjoyed seeing him. Um, like you said, he wasn't as big. I mean, he was at one point in the movie. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, for twenty seconds, no, it was really like two minutes. He was pretty big, but and it is in one of the trailers. And yes. I'm sure if you've seen the movie already, you know, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. I mean, that's that's why I'm saying it because mm-hmm. I know we we saw it in the trailers, but um. It was... I like what they did with him, um, other than the big part. He, ser- he served a purpose. Yes. Um, but he was very small. What we're, we're talking about, in terms of, like, he looked like a regular-sized dude. 
Yeah. Like, if I was walking next to him, we'd be about the same size. He, he didn't seem very yeah, big no. and intimidating. Um, in the comics, Apocalypse is a big guy. He towers. He, he does, he and he should. Over. Um, very wide, too. Like, yes. very, uh, I don't want to say muscular, but... It's just, when you go tall, you can't be thin. You gotta go you gotta wide, go too. Um, now, in the comics, Apocalypse had a set of powers, and then he actually got technology from a a race called the uh, Celestials. They're basically the higher level of the Marvel Universe. Um, They're mentioned in in Guardians of the Galaxy. The Mm -hmm. the planet called Nowhere, they say it's the the head of a Celestial. Now, obviously, Marvel has the Celestials, so I guess X-Men can't use them. Because I found it odd they made no mention about... uh, Yeah. um, They show Apocalypse putting on parts of his armor. Yeah. Like, it has a thing. But, um... They don't mention them, so I'm assuming Marvel has that aspect. Cause, yeah. Yeah, it's such a, a weird gray area with certain things. That, that's the one reason why I don't like that they don't get along. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, you know this movie, it won the box office this weekend. So, I mean... Yeah, but it didn't it, go up against anything. Exactly. Marvel, <laughs> Marvel needs the X-Men to tank before they even have a chance of negotiating mm-hmm. like Sony. Um, I mean, they they did make their money back. They did. I think it was their budget was like a hundred seventy something million, and it was all put into one scene. It yeah, like. and I mean, um, they did. I think what was it two hundred and forty something along. I think like that. Yeah, this, they, this they won weekend. the weekend. That's all I know. Yeah, and it was did, a pretty low weekend. Too. Yes, I think they did two hundred and forty. So I mean, they weekend only. They made basically seventy million in the first weekend, mm-hmm. which, eh, eh, eh. I mean, is that bad? No. Depends on who you ask. If it's a DC movie, that's horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so let's let's switch back to our character <laughs> discussion. Um, so Apocalypse, a fairly decent villain, very one dimensional. Yeah. Kind of made the point of the movie. That yeah. was That was him. It, we knew his plan from point A. Yeah. So do we want to start breaking down the good guys or the bad guys? Let's let's stick with bad. We'll go with the bad guys. Yeah. Um, new or returning? Um, return. All right. So really, the only returning villain was Magneto. Yes. Um, without spoiling anything, um, he's found his peaceful life. Yeah. Um, in the days he's still a wanted criminal. Yes. But this is the '80s, so there's no internet, there's no Google, no. there's no yeah. cell phone cameras. He's living the quiet life, and events happen. Uh, that caused him to have to return as Magneto. And think that the only thing he can do is be Magneto. Yes. That the universe is out yep. to, uh, that he's just not capable of a good life. Yeah. So he gets recruited in a moment of pain and weakness by Apocalypse yes. to be one of the horsemen. We also have um, kind of returning, but not returning, uh, Storm and Angel. Yeah, a uh, different. We'll go, we'll different go Storm, Storm, I think, just because she had a much bigger role. Oh yeah. Um, without sounding exceptionally racist, I actually really enjoyed that she had her African accent. Yes. Because in the first X Men movie, Halle Berry, she tried. She tried really hard. Um, uh. It constant. <laughs> she constantly lost it though in the first yeah. movie to the point where in the second and third movie. She stopped trying. She was there, then she wasn't. She yeah. had it, she did just, it. It was gone. Like, was, like her hair, it was constantly yes. changing. It, it should have just been, you know what? Don't even try. Yeah. They, they should have got... I mean, come on. When you're casting, don't you tell them. Let me hear you do an accent. 
Yeah. And I'm sure she had an accent coach. Just yeah. um, Maybe it's just, you know, a challenge that they, they didn't it, want to be harder. disrespectful. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be one to say that my accents are perfect. Yeah. Um, we, we don't do our British ones anymore. No. Hi, British listeners. We love you. Um, <laughs> so we, we have her kind of like her origin story, I guess. Yeah. Very close to the comics where she was a pit pocket and um, also mention of her as a goddess. Yes. In Africa, she in the comics, she was worshipped as a goddess and mm-hmm. prayed to for, uh, for bountiful harvest because yes. she could control the weather. So it was nice to kind of see that. She, again, also, she has this... I want mutants to be the superior, not superior race. She wants to be a hero. She wants to be a good yeah. guy. And d- does Apocalypse actually trick her into it? it it's hard to kind of tell. Um, I think he promises, yeah. oh, we're going to save the world. Yeah, he, 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 I don't know if he actually gets into her mind like he does with other people. Mm-hmm. Or if he just uses his words. Yes. To get into her head. I, th- I think he just choked. He's very charismatic. Yeah. He's like, we're going to save the world. And in his mind, saving the world is destroying Destroy- it. Yeah. Didn't um, tell her the full story, so she agreed. And he basically turned her into Storm. Yeah. Um, she's the first of the, the horsemen to be recruited. Yes. Um, switch it over to uh, Angel. Yeah. Now, I'm a big fan of Angel in the comics, because in the comics, he actually became a superhero first. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he grew his wings, and he, um, he wanted to be a hero, so he dressed up in a costume, and I think he carried like a gun around, <laughs> and he was called the Avenging Angel, yeah. and then he was recru- and then uh, people thought he was a real angel, yeah. like that he was a heavenly being, and that, I thought that always <laughs> added layers to the yeah. idea of mutants, um, so he gets recruited... But uh, in this, he's a young kid. Now, we had seen Angel in X-Men The Last Stand. Yes. Um, by the way, there's a great X-Men The Last Stand joke in it, oh. in this movie, um, about third movies. Just just yeah. keep an ear out for it, because I, I caught it right away. Yes. I th- I'm pretty sure you caught it. Yeah. The other person that was there with us was like, wait, what? Why is everybody laughing? Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll explain later. <laughs> we'll explain it when you're older. We'll explain when you're older. <laughs> Remember that scene on the snow planet? Oh, my God. How old is this kid, Tony? Um, so, backtracking. Um, in the comics, though, he actually he becomes an X-Man first, and he loses his wings. Yes. In, a, in a fight and Apocalypse is like oh my gosh I can grow your wings back if you and be better than ever and um, he gives him the, the metal wings which looked oh. awesome in this movie they looked really oh. cool um, very Falcon like but he didn't get the uh, I don't know if you were familiar in the comics he has blue skin because mm-hmm. of the uh, because of what Apocalypse does to him yeah um, but then it turns out in the comics spoiler from like 30 years ago in the comics um, his wings actually regrew underneath the metal, and when the metal's removed, he has his regular wings, but still yeah. blue skin. Um, apparently, him and Nightcrawler in the comics they're they're descended from an ancient race of mutants that resembled demons and angels, and that's the basis in yeah. um, in uh, the Marvel universe of where angels and demons in the Bible and all yeah. that. Um, and they make they, they, they make, make a little, reference, little reference to yeah. an angel versus a demon. Yeah. Uh, so he gets recruited. Not too much to him. No, um, there's really nothing. I'm they they pay a little homage to his wings getting injured and yeah. Apocalypse fixing them, but not not as much no. as they did in the comics. Um, and then the last horseman is probably our personal favorite uh, for totally 
professional and Olivia non, <clears throat> and non twelve year old boy fantasies. Uh, <laughs> Olivia Munn as Psylocke. Yes. Now, um, let's let's get this out of the way. Her comic book costume in in the comics is quite Revealing. it's quite risque. When it first came out, there was a lot of parents like, "Oh my god!" Um, for one of the first times in the X Men universe, it was a hundred percent comic. Um, it was basically what you see in the comics. Straight out of the page. Literal yes. adaptation. Um, completely okay with it. Yeah, we're completely okay <laughs> with it. Um, I'm sure there are going to be some moms taking their boys to see this and going, and there goes yeah. my little boy. Timmy, don't look. Um, <laughs> so, she, uh, her powers are, she can um, create psychic weapons. Yes. And it was beautifully done with the visuals. We oh. we see her do uh, swords and whips and all that cool stuff. And um, and then nay nay. No, she did not nay nay. Um, <laughs> she did uh, nay nay out of there, I guess. Yeah. But um, she was you know she was what she was. Um, and I I mean visually it was awesome. And Olivia Munn is such a big fan that she's tr- she's campaigning to be in the next Deadpool movie. Uh, that would be amazing. I would be completely okay with yeah. it. Um, but the cool thing about Psylocke is, um, and we were talking about this probably in one of our other episodes and in person, you know, off air, mm-hmm. the X-Men franchise started almost, what, 15-ish years ago? Yeah. I wanna, it's been a long time. Um, when they first came out, they were there wasn't, there, they couldn't do literal costumes. Um, yeah. So to be in a day and age now where the comic book costume is straight off the page and it's like totally awesome and cool and and great to look at. It's so much fun. Um, except for Avengers, Captain America, that that's probably where we needed to draw the line and they learned, (laughs) they learned, they got rid of that costume. Yeah, they did. Um, so those are, those are our bad guys. Apocalypse and his four horsemen. Yes. Um, so we're going into X-Men territory Mm -hmm. and then we'll we'll have, not officially. No, I mean, yes, no, they're not technically X-Men. Not until... Okay, spoilers. No, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, So, do you want to start with the new X-Men or the returning X-Men? Let's just stick with uh, return. Go and return first. So, we'll start with uh, Big Prof. Big Professor. Um, So, Professor X is running Mm -hmm. the mansion. The school is in full effect. um, And he doesn't want a team of X-Men. Because he doesn't want soldiers, he wants peace. Yes. And I guess uh, Hank, Beast, is trying to convince him, you need soldiers, though. Yes, just Um, in case. Because you can't have peace um, if you're not, uh, what was it, prepare for peace? or He says that, it's a very famous line, um, if you want peace, prepare for war, or something along those lines. Um, So he's running the school, he's in full effect. Um, Mild, mild spoiler... Uh, he does go bald in this. Yes. And uh, the reasoning is, it's fairly on point. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's new for this new timeline. Yeah. But um, it, it worked in the context of this film. Uh, my favorite thing about Professor X, and you can either back me up or argue me, is um, we got to see the some more extent of his powers. Yes. Thank God. Professor X in the comics is one of the most powerful mutants on the planet. Oh, yeah. And um, they, in this movie, they show it. They, it's a very nice visual way yeah. of showing his powers because typically they just show him with the uh, the voices or um, my new personal favorite, the, the freeze. 
they've shown it in a few of the movies where he freezes people like right yeah. where they are. Um, the biggest one I think was in X two, like the first one, where that was the first time we actually saw him do it. Yeah, I, I, I must say he was finally we finally were able to see pretty much to the full extent his powers. Oh yeah, yeah, which was great because it pushed his limits. Yeah. Um, Without, it's hard to talk about without it, It's spoiling. hard to talk about without spoiling, but we do see um, not only how powerful he really is, but also different uses of his powers, yeah. um, not just hearing people's thoughts. So, And the cool thing about it is there's a scene where he's forced to um, to do something and, and send this message, but he, he does it, but then he kind of throws it back at Apocalypse's yes. face. In more ways than one. Yes. Um... Professor Xavier, in the comics, he's gone through a lot of phases where he's good but not so good. Yeah. Um, it's the thing about being psychic is your mind is so connected to other people's. Um, so it was great to kind of see the ideology of yes. Professor X kind of shine through. Um, which returning X-Men do we want to hit on next? Um, do we want to do Mystique or Beast? I think Mystique a little bit more... She's kind of in the neutral territory yeah. for the non-spoiler review. Her and, Quicks mm-hmm. her and Quicksilver. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's really nothing to talk about Mystique except... Yeah, we're going to get into that. We're gonna, yeah. That's going to be a topic uh, for our non-spoiler. Yeah. I, I, mild for spoilers, too. Yeah. Um, so, you, you want to go beast? beast, then? I always want to go Beast. Beast um, mode. So, Hank McCoy is a, a full-on teacher yes. at the school. Not a professor, but a teacher. They make, a point to, professor. they make a point to mention it. Uh-huh. Um, he's still using whatever drug keeps his abilities kind of under control. Yes, basically uh, hides the blue. Yeah, it's almost like they wanted to save all the blue for the very end. Yeah. Um, but, you know, him and Mystique have their romantic moments, and he's kind of of the we-need-the-X-Men sort of thing. Um, not much otherwise with him. I feel like in other Days of Future Pass, he had so much. Other than just the... Um, the X-Jet? Oh, yes, he does create the uh, the full-on X-Jet. Yes. Uh, comics literal X-Jet, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we have returning player, one of my personal favorites, Havoc. Yeah. Also known as Alex Summers. Now, when they first introduced Havoc in first class... Yes. The biggest question was, is he going to be related to Scott Summers? And we do get a definitive answer. Yes. He is the older brother, uh, a little switch from the, from the comics... Um, in the comics, there's actually three Summers brothers. There's Alex, um, Scott Summers, and then I don't remember his actual name, but he's co- his codename is Vulcan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very powerful. So um, he's actually one of the Omega-level mutants, along with mutants like Jean Grey and, and Iceman. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know Iceman's an Omega-level mutant, very powerful. Because yeah. it's not that he can control ice, he controls moisture. Yeah. So... Um, we have Alex coming back in, and he kind of—it's non-spoiler, but he's really just there to introduce Scott Summers. Yeah, he's um, got no other role than hey, this, this is, is my, my brother. brother, and we're gonna talk about Scott because yeah. he's a big player in this. Oh yeah, um, and Alex—he also has some very funny scenes with uh, Professor X and Wonder yeah. Taggart. Um, and we'll talk more about that in spoilers because that's just fun. Yes. Uh, a lot of fun callbacks to first class, and one of them does involve Alex and, and him being codenamed Havoc and all that. Yeah. Um, so he's just kind of there. Yeah. It feels like a 
beast and, and havoc are just there. Yeah. Um, to kind of facilitate and kind of keep the ball rolling, as it were. Um, any other returning X Men? Oh, no, that's it. No, yeah. You even mentioned that. Oh, too yeah, soon. Yeah. Um, so let's talk some of our new mutants. All right. Let's start with Jubilee because she's barely in it. Jubilee was so big in the '90s that she was she was actually the star of the '90s animated show. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. This the show was based around her because they wanted a, a kid of the '90s yeah. for kids to relate to. Um, in the comics, Jubilee shot fireworks. I'm just gonna tell you, she doesn't shoot fireworks in this. Nothing. No. Um, Nothing. She had a cameo in the first X Men movie. I don't think they. I think they do call her by her name in it, but I don't think they ever call her Jubilee in this. No. No. But uh, she did have a very funny viral thing. Did you Did you see the marketing thing? That they no. Did? She hosted like a very eighties infomercial kind of That's commercial for, for the Xavier School for the Gifted. Yeah. And she kind of... It, it's really funny. We're going to have to watch it after this. But um, uh, it's very like, Xavier Institute, yeah! <laughs> um, she's like the kid of the 80s. Yeah. You know, you can see it just in her, uh, her outfit choices outfit, yeah. and, and all that. So, um, yeah, she's there. Yeah, more, nothing More really. fan service than anything else. Yeah, there's nothing with her in this. Really. So, which new X-Men do you want to introduce first? You know who I want to save for last because I was so excited. Who? Come on. I don't know. I mean, you want Nightcrawler? We can go Nightcrawler. Um, so Nightcrawler was first introduced in X2. Yeah. In one of the best opening scenes to any superhero movie, I'll say it. The White House Infiltration. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nightcrawler was just... He was... Um, Basically, it was just a tool for transportation. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But um, they did. He did a lot of things in the movie, oh, yeah. and he was very integral. But um, but basically, a mode of transportation. Yeah, um, he wore a <laughs> Michael Jackson Thriller jacket, which yes. I thought was very entertaining. I did um, like that little touch. One of my things was they go out in public, mm-hmm. um, and nobody seems freaked out by a by dude with a <laughs> I mean, in the comics, it was always such a big thing about Nightcrawler's looks yeah. and, you know, um, kind of, you know, he's so self-conscious about it and that's why he's yeah. hiding and all that. They do touch on his, uh, what's it called? His religion aspect. Yes. Uh, he's very religious in the comics and, and we, in this you, too. You see it in, this, in the movie quite a few times. A lot of praying. Yes. Um, which they did. Um, which it was... Funny. Yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to say it's funny to watch someone play. I think the timing of it uh, was like, because we were all thinking, oh God, oh God, yeah. oh God. But um, he's there and um, very untrained. Yeah. Uh, but they do clarify his powers. Yes. In X2, he says he can only teleport to where he can see. Mm-hmm. In this, he says he can teleport if, he re- if he's Remember. been there before yes. too. It's, he says it specifically. He says, I, if I can see or I've been there before. And, and he can't use it a lot. Yeah, it does we, tire him yes. out. Um, we, we, which we do see in this in the movie also. Yes. Um, teleporting is very disorienting also. In yeah. the comics, he's known to grab somebody and teleport them fast, yes. and they'll pass out. It's too much. We, which we don't see him, someone pass out, but we do see someone We do have, see him teleport and fight. Yeah. Um, now, in the comics, he's the son of Mystique. And Azazel. Azazel we saw in first class. He was the, yeah. he was the red nightcrawler. Um, so that he got his powers and appearance from Azazel, but the blue skin from Mystique. Yes. They do not make any mention of Mystique in him. They do have a scene together. Um, 
Which was the first time that they got introduced. In, yes, but they also had a, scene, the a very scene, similar scene in X-Men 2. Yeah. So if you've seen X-Men 2, it's basically the same scene. Um, but he was cool. Um, you know, the only reason they didn't bring him back for X-3 was because the uh, actor, Alan Cummings, hated the makeup process. It took hours to, to get all that oh, process. I'm sure. I mean, the, the hands alone. Oh, yeah. But um, he has, he's really the comedic relief besides Quicksilver. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a scene where they're trying to talk through an intercom. Yeah. And they don't realize that the intercom's not on. But it, it's very entertaining. Yes. Uh, who do you want to hit up next? Unless you have some thoughts on Nightcrawler. Um, no. Like, you, my thoughts were already said. He was basically a mode of transportation in this movie. Yeah, they, they no character development no. for him. Um, no growth. I know, um, not, re- she's. She's not a mutant, but she is... An X-Man. And, oh, she was I'll, suited up. Mm, uh, uh, Moira? Moira McTaggart has returned um, from X-Men First yeah. Class and the comics. In the comics, her and Xavier had a really big thing. They actually yeah. had a son named... who I think his name is David in the comics, but he goes by the name of Legion. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know anything about Legion in the comics? No, I do not. All right, so there are several characters that have gone by the, the name Legion... Basically, Legion is, in the Bible, Legion was, um, or not, it wasn't called Legion, but there was a a woman possessed by dozens of demons. Yeah. And Jesus exercised it. See, I'm not not religious. I'm very religious. I'm not just kidding. I'm very unreligious, but I like the study of religion. But um, he asks who the demon is, and he says, we are Legion, for we are many. Mm-hmm. You'll hear it in a lot of different movies and TV shows. It's, it's a very commonly used line. But um, Xavier's son has multiple personalities, and each personality has a different mutant ability. So a very powerful mutant, very dangerous mutant, too. Yeah. Um, so Moira McTaggart returns. She's still doing her CIA thing. Yep. Um, no memory still of the beach. X-Men First Class <laughs> and Cuba and all that. Um, they play around with it, and it's a lot of fun. And Xavier's yeah. like so... Uh, 12-year-old boy around her. He's like, I think he fixes his hair at one point and he's all flustered when when he's talking to her and and Havoc's making fun of him. Comedic relief in the movie. And from Xavier too, which is even funnier. Yeah. But um, without spoiling too much, that's, you know, she was there and she was um, kind of the facilitation of the movie. Yeah. Basically, it's her fault. Um, Anyway. She didn't shut the rug door. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) That's going to be the name of the uh, episode. Shut the rug door. Um, (laughs) If only you shut the rug door. If only. But um, (laughs) which which X-Men do you want to go next? Um, Jean Grey? Jean Grey. Um, Yeah, so she's a student already at Xavier's. uh, Ostracized, feared, because her powers manifest in nightmares that shape the house. Um. What did you think about bullying in the mutant school? Uh, a little I, weird, right? Yeah. You would think that... they Like, why? I can get them being scared of her, but there's, yeah. a, there's a scene where they call her, like, freak and yes. all that. I'm like, you guys are all, like... You, you guys, guys are all freaks. You, like, spit acid or something, dude. <laughs> yeah. calm, calm yourself. But um, she's almost very reserved mm-hmm. when she meets Scott Summers. Yeah. Um... But she's very much the gene we saw in a lot of the other movies. Yeah. She's terrified of her powers, though. Oh, yeah. And we're going to have a, a big talk in the spoilers about her powers. Um, she, You do see her with the telekinesis yes. and the telepathy and all that cool stuff, though. Um, but, yeah, she was uh, visually, and also she plays a very big role. 
And she does yes. have some growth. She goes from, yeah. I'm scared of my powers, I don't want to use them, to, okay, I'm going to use them. And I have to, and, and I, I have, have to, to save the world. Yes. Um, do you want to talk, who else, New Mutants? Because we can't talk about um, one returning mutant. Mm. That's spoiler talk. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Um, so then, really, there's oh, Quicksilver or Cyclops. Those are our two favorites, I think. Those are our um, two favorites. I'll let you go first. Let's Quicksilver. I knew you wanted to um, go Quicksilver first. I mean, it's he's a return to. Oh, he's, he's return kind of like to a return, but not a return. Return to the the universe. Yeah, because you and, know we yeah. we saw him in um. <coughs> Days of Future Past, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I was dying, guys. Um, I had to quicksilver right there. Yeah, basically. Um, hold on, can I edit that? that? No. <laughs> we don't know how to edit. It's going on the gag reel. Yeah, By the way, right? guys, we're making a gag reel. Yes, we are. It's my fault. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, so... But, um, so he, he makes a return, mm-hmm. but not a return... I mean, I guess it's technically a return to X-Men because we do see him in what, Age of Ultron. A different version of him. It's yeah. an alternate Quicksilver. Basically the same thing. It is a different character. <laughs> um, uh, I would uh, love to talk about that, though. Yeah. In, uh, non-spoil- in, in the non-spoiler. Yeah. Actually, you're done on your thoughts, because I know you, Quicksilver was your highlight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was, um, but I enjoyed watching him use his powers. The way they did it, that whip, Yes. Yes. was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, he was funny. He was, oh, he was hilarious. He was... One of my favorite scenes involves him. And during and spoilers, we yeah, are going to discuss spoilers, that. Yeah, during spoilers, you will find out. But let's, we're going to say this, I think, is safe to say, because people are, are going to ask. Mm-hmm. In Days of Future Past, he has arguably the best scene in the movie. Um, he does have a similar scene in this yes. movie. It is bigger. Mm-hmm. And I think it's safe to say that you and I both liked it more. Mm-hmm. We loved the Days of Future Past one. This one brought it up to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was funnier. Yeah. Like, the Days of Future Past one was funny. But this one was funny with a capital F-U-N-N-Y. Yeah. You had to think about how to spell yeah. funny. Well, I, I was thinking of adding a couple more N's and Y's into it. Because it was that funny. It was that good, yes. But, um, you know, I do like the fact that um, the reason why... He joins them. Yes, um, um, we do get a big reveal. Yes, and um, which was cool. Which I'm surprised he didn't reveal. Mm. You know, but um, so and you know we did see a little progression in him, character development. There was a little bit of character development. With yes, him. Um, more just reason. Yeah, he, his reason appeared for him to yes. finally you know make a move because arguably, and we talked about this off air. He's very powerful. Oh, yeah. And we see how powerful he really is. Almost mm-hmm. too powerful. Yeah. Um, just, it, it's to the point, he's so fast that it's almost like time stops. And that's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, almost, I mean, you do see when he's using his powers, you do see... Very slight motion. Slight motion. So and, that things are still actually yes. happening. But, which, um, which was one of the things I loved about the effects with that. Was oh, yeah, they, they do it just really well. make it... Stop everything, and you just—it's bullet see time. Him. Yeah, yeah, uh, but done very well. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we did enjoy his big, mm-hmm. uh, big moment. Yeah, uh, quite a lot. Um, 
So, can I talk about my favorite now? No. No? Alright, so spoilers now? No, no. Um, <laughs> the last of, or really the last, I, I think there's a couple yeah. of other characters, but um, the last that I want to talk about and I've been saving is Cyclops. Now, mm-hmm. I will break it down for you guys who don't know my thoughts, and Ronnie will attest to this because he's basically been there for the entire time. No. I am a big Cyclops fan. I, he's probably, he's my favorite Mm X-Man. He's definitely on my top 10 list of heroes. Probably, uh, I think he's number five, actually. So top five. Um, I like any character that's A, a a leader, and he takes control, even though his powers are such a burden to him. And we do see that in this movie, and it's it's done well. Um, Such a burden. My (laughs) challenge, what? Such a burden. Oh, God. (laughs) My, My challenge with how... They they never fully portrayed Cyclops in the right way mm-hmm. in the movies. Yes. Um, arguably, his best portrayal is the first X-Men movie. Yes. Um, where, you know, because they're all establishing his characters. But it's the same thing with the Ninja Turtles movies, where the popular character, the anti-hero, takes center stage. Yeah. And it's very obvious in the X-Men movies that Wolverine kind of is the star of it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love Wolverine. He's oh, yeah. a great character. And and Hugh Jackman is, like, perfection. Um, but they really did justice to Cyclops in this movie, and I was very happy. Yeah, we both were. We, uh, I think that that's both of our top, yeah, it's, top characters. In it's, uh, it's definitely fun, because it showed... We see... His fun child side, his angry side, yeah. and then we get to kind of see him finally be like the X Man, yeah, um, which is really cool. But um, I think the only other character we should at least make mention of is uh, William Stryker. Yes, does a, make a cameo in this, and the big question is um, what happened to him after Days of Future Past? Because the last time I don't even know the last time we saw Stryker himself, we just saw Mystique, yeah, uh, masquerading as him. Yeah, true. But uh, you want to do initial initial stars, um, and then get into get into rip this movie, rip it, rip really? it, and ship it. Um. Yeah. Sure. Uh, my stars. Three five. Three five. Yeah. I think I'm actually gonna agree. Three yeah. three five because um, my challenge with this new set of movies is um. We had this story in X-Men, X-Men 2, X-Men 3, um, and then they rebooted the story, yeah. and now they're catching us up to the present. Yeah. So it feels like all these movies, they have no stakes because we know yeah. that it's going to work yes. out. That this was basically a prequel. A stepping stone. Yeah. Apparently the next movie is going to take place in the 90s. Yes. So we're moving up and up. We're moving 10 years yeah, <laughs> we're moving ten years because I mean, really, this is a sequel. Mm-hmm. You know, from ten in move. You know, in their time, ten years ago. Yes, from the Cuban Missile we're Crisis. We're going from seventies to the eighties, and now they already the confirmed ones, that it's going yeah, to be in the nineties. So the one after that's going to be in the two thousands. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be weird when they get to the point where the first movie came out. Yeah, because um, we don't know how much of. The first movies are gonna be still in continuity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's our initial yeah opening review, which took as long as I anticipated. Yes, um, it did. So do you wanna you wanna do the honors of the spoiler alert? 
No. No? You're... Okay, fine. <laughs> Since you're twisting my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Literally sitting 12 feet away from you. Seriously, though. But what? what? We're not even in the same room. <laughs> All right, so this is your spoiler warning. After this is over, we will be spoiling the movie. So if you have not seen the movie yet, put a stop on this right now. And then once you go see it, continue from this spot so you can hear our thoughts about Everything that happened in this movie. And my comic nerd explanation for a lot of things. Too. Yes. So, or you could just skip over that stuff too. It's going to be right <laughs> <in> that time. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this is your spoiler warning right now. We are getting into the detailed part of this episode. Time for you to leave if you have to. Wolverine's in the damn movie! <laughs> All right, so no, he's um, not. He is not. He's Wolverine not Wolverine. Is not I know in this movie. All right, so this isn't really. Do we want to spoil? Do we want to spoil this for even though this is characters? the spoiler section? This is the spoiler section. People have seen the movie. Oh, yes. All right, and we're still talking about characters. Yes, but you know, you know, you got those some people that are like, I want to hear some spoilers. So do we want to lead off with? Yes. Okay. This is the spoiler section. We're ruining your lives if you have not seen the movie. We're gonna ruin your lives right now. <laughs> Wolverine is not in this movie. Okay. Weapon X. Weapon is in this X movie. is in this movie. All right. So let's <laughs> let's break it down. So there's a scene where the X, the only three X Men and Moira are taken to the Weapon X facility, yes. um, mostly because Stryker's probably bitter. I know those guys are the reason I got in trouble. Yeah, seriously. Um, so he takes them and speak. because of Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Nightcrawler, they stumble upon Logan, Wolverine, Weapon X, on lockdown. Now, it's been ten years. Yes. We don't know when William Stryker got his hands on him. No. Um, I doubt he volunteered like he did in Origins. Yeah. Um and also, he now has his steel claws again. Yes. And and you saw me get excited when this happens. He's wearing the full-on Weapon X. Um, not the full helmet, mostly because it's Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um, but it's a very nice homage to yes. how he looked. Now, you and I debated on whether or not Hugh Jackman would actually be in the yeah. movie. Because um, I hypothesized that if they just did the helmet, they'd cover his face. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this was spoiled by a trailer. Yeah. Um, I still loved it, but I probably would have loved it even more if it didn't get spoiled. This movie might have bumped up from a 3.5 to a 4 if I had Agreed. no idea about this. Agreed. Um, it would have been Jack the best um, uh, cameo. His cameo in First Class was epic. Yeah. And the reason it was so epic is because we didn't know. Yes. Um, this would have topped it by yeah. far. Um, it, it was perfect. It was beautiful. Yes. Um, in this, A, we got to see... We got to see the Wolverine from the comics. Yeah. He was... He's been very tame. Yeah. Um, I think his biggest violent scene was in X2 when mm -hmm. the soldiers yeah. come in and we get to see the monster... Yeah. Almost the animal, and they mention it. They're like, is, yeah. "Is this even a man?" I mean, well, Weapon X is basically the animal. Yes, you know. Um, now, I was talking. Wolverine's the the tamed version. He's the the, the, the animal that's trying to be human. Yes. Um, now, this Wolverine is completely brainwashed. Um, he does not. He doesn't speak. No. He doesn't have a single line. No. 
He does not say anything. Which was not needed. I'm happy they didn't give him. I'm, I'm happy too, and it's much more in in line with the comics. Yeah. Now the question is how that's going to affect because this is '80s Logan. Yeah. He has no memory. Mm-hmm. Um, now, also a question we never got answered. I mean, we kind of did. His co- his future self inhabits his younger body in Days yeah. of Future Past. There is a scene where they disconnect and. Mm-hmm. The Logan of that present doesn't have any idea what's going on. He's like, "Who are you? I don't, I don't know what's happening." Uh, and Xavier's like, "You're on acid, really <laughs> bad acid." Um, so obviously that Logan do- doesn't know anything. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if his next movie, if they're gonna explain where he's been um, or what happens. I, I think they will. Um, I mean, because we do, Jean Grey does give him memories back. And we don't know which we ones. We don't know which ones. So I think um, that, maybe not all the memories, but I think we will find out what some of those memories are that she gave him back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I hope. Yeah. You know, because that would, I mean, unless they're going to save that for the new, next X-Men movie and not for the Wolverine he, movie. He said he's done after, after Wolverine. Yeah. I, I could see him maybe doing a cameo here and there, yeah. but not like Stan Lee-level cameos. No. Um, uh. <laughs> I, since we're in spoilers, Roddy did not like the Stan Lee cameo. Nope. Um, not at all. Because it added no significance to the film. No. My argument was his cameos in the X-Men movies have never added significance to the yeah. film. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is fair, but I mean... And also they take me out of the film. Yeah. When they're too, too much. But I mean, there were there were, I could think of other spots they could have put him into, other than something that really had nothing to do with anything. Yeah, I I I could understand. I I got. But it was cool that uh, the wifey was in it also. His actual wife, his actual yes. wife was in this too, which which was pretty cool. Yes, uh, still his best cameo is always gonna be Mallrats. Yeah, yeah. Um, not really a cameo. He's in the he's in the credits. Yeah, he's he's basically. A character in the movie. Yes. Stay like that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so let's talk. You want to talk Magneto? Yeah. Kind of where he? So Magneto has a family in this, and I was sitting there, and I think I even said something to you during the film because I never talked during the films. Shut up. <laughs> I do sometimes. You do too. You say funny things, and I'm like nerd stuff, and yeah. you're like, ha. That's what she said. But anyway. Um, Wait, what did she say? Th- th- I'm just saying that. Oh, like, uh, okay. All right. So <laughs> I have a problem with Magneto being happy anyway. He's killed a lot of people. Yeah. It's like if Charles Manson was on the run from uh, the government and like police, but he's like, no, we feel bad for him. He's got a wife and kid. Like, he killed a lot of people. Yeah. But I mean, it, he hasn't... He hasn't done it in a long time. Yeah. Is that what you were saying? Years. He didn't kill anyone in ten years. I mean, come on, no. Yeah. But, um, I mean, well, no one really showed him remorse because no one really knows. Xavier did. Bad. Yeah. Well, to the point where he also didn't turn him over to the police at the end. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He was trying to get him to the good side. You know, it's not like he... It's his hope. And, yeah. and I get it. You know, and in the comics, you know, Wolver- uh, not Wolverine. Magneto <laughs> has gotten out of police trouble before. Yeah. Uh, apparently in one comic, he manipulated the metal in somebody's mind mm-hmm. to make them think he didn't do anything. Like yeah. a judge. I was like, oh, okay. But I, I do like how they kind of 
you know, and we do see him with his family in Russia? Poland. Poland, yes. Um, I, I, I loved how they, the cops, when they came, they yeah. came with, like, bows, bows and arrows. Yeah. <laughs> they were smart. They knew who he and was. Ropes to tie, to Instead of handcuffs. Yeah. yeah, it was really well done. But, I mean, it, does anyone really know that's him? No, because no one really knows what he really looks like. Until... Because he, he's got the helmet. Until he saves that guy. Exactly. Again, another another way to make us feel sympathy. It's it's yeah. a writing trope, if anything. Yeah. It's uh, almost like saving a dog. Yeah. If somebody saves a dog in a movie, you have to like them. Yes. You can't not like them. Yeah. Um, it's a cat who cares. Um, <laughs> I'm just That's your thoughts. That's my thoughts. I'm a dog guy. But, um... So, he uses his powers to save somebody. He gets outed... Uh, his daughter's powers were they to communicate with animals. I'm assuming. Yeah, that's that's what it seems like. Yes. Um, first with the deer and then with the birds. Yeah. So um, that must have been one heck of a shot with that arrow. It went through two people. Seriously. Yeah, like Hawkeye was like, oh no. Yeah. Um, or Green Arrow. I mean, that's DC, but still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because Hawkeye had the best scene with Quicksilver in the Avengers when uh, Quicksilver picks up Scarlet, yeah. she's like, "Keep up, old man." He's like. He's got the bow out. He's like, yeah. no one would know. <laughs> uh, apparently, that was just an improvised scene, too, which is even better. I love Jeremy Renner. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot to talk about my uh, Quicksilver comparison in the non-spoilers. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. We'll talk about it, though. <laughs> um, so, Magneto's... Co- it's funny because Mystique was kind of the focal point yeah. of especially Days of Future Past. Um, in this, she's kind of not... Um, she's almost secondary to the whole she, Basically... It, in the beginning, she was the focus, and then at the end, she was. Yeah, and not you know, not throughout the whole movie. And in, and like all the promotional stuff, like yeah. I was driving around, I saw billboards of Apocalypse like holding her by the throat, like we see. Yeah. Um, it's almost like we have Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. But we're all kind of not wanting to use Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Um, they don't even put her in the in the makeup for half the movie. No, nope. she's barely as mystique, and they like they add they they say they why. Explain it, yeah. But it's still silly. Um, it's always been a big thing, especially with Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. where they're like, we're not gonna put her in the makeup. She's Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Why cover that face? Why cover that? Um, <laughs> yeah, she's a, a gorgeous human being, mm-hmm. but uh, and she's like so funny and oh, chill yeah. in real life. Like she's like doing shots at the Academy Awards and stuff like that. <laughs> Who's um, What? Who's not? Who's not? Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I haven't been there yet. I have, uh, obviously. Um, so let's see. I want. Do you want to talk some of the the powers development in this movie? Yeah. Professor, yeah. Professor, Professor X or Jean Grey. Let's let's stick with El Capitan. Let's stick with the professor. So Professor X shows us a power we we haven't seen in the movies yet, but it's big in the comics. Uh, the astral plane. Yeah. Um, in the comics, there's also a thing called, I think, the, the Shadowlands, and it's very similar. Yeah. But uh, we got to see Professor X kind of... Let loose? <laughs> so, in the movie, he connects, like, Apocalypse creates a connection that allows Xavier into his mind. Yes. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, so basically, Apocalypse tries going into Professor X's body. Correct. And, um... They get interrupted yes. by Nightcrawler. And so part of uh, Apocalypse is still in Professor X's mind. Yeah. Um, and we see, first we see Apocalypse using it to his advantage. 
Yeah, he's and, speaking to yeah. Xavier as he's trying to kill yes. Mystique. And then Resurrects is like, wait a minute. Wait a second. Well, at first it's, he's going to give himself up. Yeah. And it was very powerful because yes. you could see how torn he was. Oh, yeah. He was right there. Then all of a sudden he was like, well, if he can do it, I there's still something there, yeah. Yeah. Um, so first they kind of meet like in this empty space and I love he's like, you're in my house now or something along those lines. And we see the mansion. And the, the mansion uh, gets shown and oh, it was so cool because like you see how powerful Xavier really is. Oh, yeah. Um, the astral plane in the comics has always been a big thing for psychics to battle on. Mm-hmm. Like, because you can create anything. Yeah. You can make anything. And your only limit is your imagination. Um, but he takes Apocalypse there and he's holding his own and then Apocalypse, Apocalypse is like, like negatory. <laughs> Let me turn into Giant Man. Yes. He, and very nice homage <laughs> to his comics. He, he grows up. Every, and I said it to you in the movie. I said, everybody's growing this year. Yeah. Uh, we, first we had uh, uh, the Adam. Adam. And then we had Ant-Man, Ant-Man. and now Apocalypse. Um, so Xavier starts getting his uh, butt kicked. And we have Jean Grey. Basically, Xavier's about to die. Yes, and he's calling out to Jean in a great scene because we have everybody kind of teaming up to defeat yeah. um, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Even at this point, Storm has like seen how Messed how up. how really just tools they are to him. Yeah. Um, and she, you know, she's firing lightning. Cyclops firing his optic blast. Uh, Beast is just kind of he's more like helping, and he's like trying yeah. to get people because he knows he can't get close. And Magneto. Realizing throwing metal all over. Yeah. So <laughs> now, are you familiar at all with the Phoenix Force in the comics? No, but we do see it. Yes, we do see it. So in the comics, the Phoenix Force is a cosmic entity. Yes. That travels the universe, and it's it's a primal force. In the comics, it connects to Jean Grey and takes her body and becomes. The Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And in one of the most famous comic book stories of all time, uh, it, they call it the Dark Phoenix Saga. All my comic book nerd fans, you guys all know the Dark Phoenix Saga. And unfortunately, in X-Men The Last Stand, they ruin it. Because <laughs> um, in, in X-Men The Last Stand, they established they that ruined a lot. the Phoenix was a split personality mm-hmm. of Jean Grey with its powers fully unlocked. Now... I am cautiously optimistic that in the next X-Men movie, they'll do the Dark Phoenix Saga and they'll do it correct. Yeah, we could only hope, I mean. The, the visualization was awesome. Oh, yeah. Where you see the actual fire and the bird. Um, it's very reminiscent of the comics. But, um, you know, the, the challenge was they, they tried it already and they did such a bad job at it. Yeah, the... They made it look a lot better this time, um, which was cool. And uh, I, like you said, I just hope they stick with what they did in this movie with it. Mm-hmm. When they, if they do it again, yes. which they have to. I mean, if if we're getting, I mean, we are getting another X Men movie. Correct. So, and she's going to be in it. I think she'll probably be a focal point in it. Yeah, I think that she's going to kind of be... Because, I mean, we, we do see her grow to her full potential. Yeah, and apparently in the comics, um, the Phoenix Force and Jean Grey are the perfect, complete uh, combination. Yes. It is not that Jean Grey is just 
uh, one of many hosts. It's like that's perfect. Yeah. That is, you know, that they are supposed to. It's like a destiny. Yes. Several other characters have wielded the Phoenix Force. Spider-Man actually did once. Um, let's see. Uh, off the top of my head, Madeline Pryor, was, who was a clone of Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel Summers, who was an alternate timeline daughter of, this, yeah. of Cyclops and Jean Grey. So I think even Professor X did at one point. Really? Yeah. So, like, it's been around and it's well, done. Which makes sense. I feel like, you know, because I think he knew. Who That's, Professor X? Yeah. I think he always knew about yeah. um, Jean Grey's power. Now, here's a question that they never touch base on. In what's Days in the of Future, what's in the box? <laughs> no. Uh, in Days of Future Past, Wolverine says to Xavier, "He's like, you need to find us, you know, Scott, Gene, uh, Storm." So, does Professor X know that these are all going to be his future X Men? Because Wolverine told him. Because I was thinking of that. They didn't even mention it. Like, when he said Scott Summers, I was expecting, me, uh, like, Xavier to be like, ah, I've been expecting you. Or something yeah. like, something, you know, cheeky about it. I don't know. I think they want maybe. I don't know. For, for that's, such that's a, a... That's a good question to bring up. I mean... For this movie, which had such good continuity, too. Yeah. Like, they touched base on a lot. A lot oh, of flashbacks, yeah. too, which yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, for them to not mention something like that, I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, uh yeah. Uh. You, you mm. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I think about on the car ride home. <laughs> but no, it, I feel like they should have mentioned it. It, it was I, I didn't yeah. really think of it until you just said that. Mm-hmm. But um I, that would have been a lot better also, because I mean but yeah, and also it doesn't, forget. it doesn't make sense also why he wouldn't have the X-Men knowing that the X-Men are going to be so important. Yeah. Um, so that, that was my, that's one of my only gripes with this film was, mm-hmm. um, was Xavier's character scenes. It seemed like he was missing a few pieces. Yeah. Um, like his character, like the actual character was fine. Like, you know, he's the, the mentor, the father figure, the, uh, the, the one that inspires hope and all mm-hmm. that. But, um, yeah, it was just very strange yeah. that, they, that they didn't even acknowledge. Um, they do acknowledge that Mystique and Stryker know each other, yes. um, and all that cool stuff. Um, trying to think what else spoilery we want to talk about before we do the end credits scene. Um, do we think Apocalypse is dead? Or just, do you think he can put himself back together? I don't think so. You think they're done with the I, character? I, I think they're done with the character. Um, yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Because, like, he could be such a great... Because... Yeah, I know, right? Because, I mean, you know, he does have the healing powers. Which we do, we do see, see, yes. Yes, um, we do see he heals. But I mean, something like that where he completely basically disintegrated. disintegrated. Yeah, I don't think he'd come back from that, even if he do have healing powers. Yeah, you know? Wolverine. Um, yeah, <laughs> Deadpool. Deadpool. You know? Can we also just say that we were very upset that there was not a single Deadpool reference mm-hmm. at all? Now, well, we this don't was the eighties. Yeah, we don't know when Deadpool itself is taking place. Yeah. Um. To seem more like, it seemed at, more at least modern. the movie, it seemed like it took place like more modern, more modern. Yeah, that's the, that's one of the only bad things. But apparently Olivia Munn, and I was telling you this before, was yeah. uh, she wants to be a Deadpool. She wants to be an X Force. Oh yeah. So um, which they will make. They will make because Deadpool two is gonna make all the money. Yep. And they're gonna make X Force, which we're all very excited about. Yes. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, as far as spoilers go, really, really, is there the, the movie is really very straightforward. Oh yeah, there is no, there are no curveballs in this entire no. thing. You could predict it just kind of sitting there. Yeah, was it a good ride? Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Um, you want to talk the Quicksilver scene? The Quicksilver scene. Go yes. ahead. This is all you, man. Because I know Ooh. this was probably your favorite scene. Oh yeah. yeah. So, uh, like earlier, uh, uh favorite scene. Mm, uh, probably. Um, uh, there's one or two other scenes that yeah, I'm torn that between could be. Uh, two other scenes yeah. for my second favorite. Um, this is this is definitely my yeah. favorite scene too. It's a great scene. So basically, Quicksilver's home watching the news. And he finds out. And he finds out. You know, well, he knew before too that Magneto was his father. Yes. Um, and they make mention to yes. it um, that he met him ten years ago. Yep. Because in Days of Future Past, he even mentions, my mom used to know a guy that can, you know, yeah. control metal. So, um, basically, he goes to the mansion to talk to Professor X. Thinking that Magneto Think, was there. Yes. Because he's on the run. Um, so, when he goes there, he sees the mansions basically being blown up because of... Um, Havoc's accidental ha- energy shot. Yes. And we also have to make mention that they killed Havoc. Yes. Um, which was good character for, for Scott. Yeah. Um, and also brought him and Gene closer together, mm-hmm. as per in the comics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Havoc died. Yes. Creating this explosion, trying to t- save Xavier. I mean, we can't fault him. He was just oh, trying no. to... Yeah. Um, really great display of his powers, though, in the Cerebral yes. Room. But, um, so yeah, Quicksilver shows up. And basically saves, what, maybe 30 People out of thirty one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and they do it with. It's just perfect, almost. I want to say the, the way they shot it. I mean, because it usually when people are saving someone from a burning building, it's or a an very explosion, fast shot. It's yeah, a fast shot, detail. and it's very um, straightforward and serious, which is probably why I like this because it was not that. Yes, it was. Very slow. I mean, they shot it. You know, he was fast. Yes. But everything around it was slow. So you saw the explosion going progressive too. Yeah. Like it started off from a fixed point, and you yep. got to see it, it spread, spread out, and him saving people as it was spreading out, which was really cool. And uh, the dog. Can I? Can I pay, just? Can I just say something about the irony yeah. that in Deadpool they even mention that that mansion blows up every couple of months? Yeah. I think. Uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead says it. Yes. Nicholas says, blowing up mansion builds character. Yes. Um, so yes, the dog was hilarious. Yes. So basically in one of the rooms, he um, there's a person in like, I guess their dorm room. Mm-hmm. And there's a full large pepperoni pizza <laughs> in the box. Yes, I do know it's pepperoni pizza. Yeah, you actually... Don't judge me. I think your me. stomach <laughs> But um... We, we see a dog eating a slice, and so basically he saves the person. He, and then, then, you, the then, then you see the pizza disappear, and then I guess he comes back for the dog, <laughs> which still has the pizza in its mouth after the whole explosion happens. What was the song that they were playing during it? Um, um, oh, oh I, yeah. I just had it in my head. Yeah, I know. We're, we both I, was, I literally was singing it, too, as I was talking about this. Yes. Oh, man. But uh, anyway, so... You know, he basically saves everyone in the mansion, except for 
Havoc. Havoc, who died, and then, um, you know, we had people that weren't there. Mm-hmm. You know, Cyclops, um, Jean Grey, um, who else was Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler and Jubilee weren't there. Yeah, they, they were, were driving. They were at the mall. Yeah, <laughs> because Nightcrawler does not know what a mall is. It does not know. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that scene, just because of... Because it wasn't even just that one scene, that one shot with the dog that was funny. He was just doing stuff like with the he saved the girl that was sitting on the windowsill that was drinking the tab soda, and, he and then he can't. Soda, yeah. Then he comes back after saving her and takes a swig from that. Um, we see him moonwalking at one point. Yes, um, my personal favorite is when he uh, started dancing with Moira Robotagger. Yes. Um, now here, like I said, here's my challenge. Mm-hmm. He's so powerful that he's able to do something like this. Yes. Now, when we first saw in the trailer, the shot, it's like that, um, like right in his face kind of shot. Yeah. He looks distressed. Like this is difficult for him. Yes. But then it's easy. Mm-hmm. If they had made it. So like, as soon as he saves everybody, he's just like either unconscious or like dying on the ground. Like, Oh my God, that was the hardest thing I've ever yeah. done. I wouldn't have had a problem with it, but it's just that, you know, like too easy. Yeah. Um, now, one fun little thing that I'm wondering... Sweet dreams. Oh, it was sweet, sweet dreams. Sweet dreams are made of... Yeah. Yes, that, um, that was that the song. Was, oh, yeah. That Sorry, was, was, now I'm getting it. Yeah, you were Googling. Um, yep. And so, literally, I, during the movie, I was singing along. Of course, I yeah. We, we both were. Yes. We were thoroughly sweet enjoying it. Um, now, a question I might have is... Um, are you Sorry. Okay. Right. I, was, yeah, I was breaking it down. So I love that song. But... Um, it's funny, but I don't know why there's a dog in the mansion. Like, it's a school. Yeah. But, um... There's you think actually, it's the dog from uh, Men in Black? Actually, there is a <laughs> character, and this is what I was looking up while you were talking, um, who can turn into a wolf named Wolfsbane. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that dog's actually, <laughs> like, a shape-shifting mutant. That'd be... I think that would have been hilarious. I'm telling you, it's the dog from Men in Black. It was, it was not, a, not <laughs> a dog from Men in Black at all. Um, Men in Black is a, a comic, too. Yeah. Funnier. Um... Let's see. So we talked. Now, one question that we are wondering mm-hmm. is: um, they kill Havoc. Yes. He's the the most obvious death. Mm-hmm. Um, he could still be alive. It could be some sort of thing with his energy powers. Mm-hmm. Um, highly doubt it. Could have just absorbed it and disappeared. Or yeah, like it was just too much for his body, yeah. um, and he can reform from it. Who knows? I don't. In the comics, it's more his power is more cosmic radiation, yes. uh, but. Um, we see Archangel or Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he goes down with the the jet that they commandeer. Yes. Um, we see his, his we see him unconscious, but we don't know if he's actually dead. Mm-hmm. I would be very upset if he was actually dead because he is a founding member yeah. of the X Men in the comics. And you and I were talking about this, but um, yeah, I uh, I'm not sure anybody else died in this. Other than civilians, no. No. And they don't even. The, I mean, the Wolverine death scene was poor. Yeah. The stuff like where he's killing everybody—that's yeah. pretty graphic. Um, but yeah, but no, I don't think any. Yeah, no big characters died. Which part of me is okay with it? Part of me was like, I kind of, I don't, I don't say wished or hoped that someone died, but felt like it would have added a lot more to it. Yes, if someone did. Right. Um, who don't know. Yeah. I don't know who would have been good to I thought kill. Moira would have been a good choice. Yeah. Like she and as she's dying, he gives her back her memories. Yeah. Um that would have been an interesting choice. Yes. Um I mean as far as X Men go, 
really you can't. Yeah. Not. I mean, if this wasn't basically an origin story for some of them. Yeah, which is weird. We're getting an origin story for the original cast six yeah. movies in. Um, do you want to talk the costumes at the ends? Yeah, let's save that. Let's save let's do your favorite scenes. What were your favorite scenes? Um, the Quicksilver scene, mm-hmm. the Wolverine scene, because um, it is awesome yes. when it happens. My actual, my full favorite scene though is when Cyclops' powers manifest for the first time. Okay. Yes. Um, because it kind of caught the the spirit of X Men, mm-hmm. of you know, the difficulties of being a mutant and the prejudice and the bullying and you yeah. know just that whole challenge and it set up Cyclops' character for the rest of the movie. Yes. Uh, what about you? Um, either the quick silver scene or the fight scene at the end. The, the big battle? The big battle. Um, the, Psylocke. Yeah. 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 How could she even jump at that outfit? <laughs> I don't care. But, but that that big battle, I mean, that well shot. Um, we see basically everyone use their power. The the big, yeah. The you big, know. Everybody has a point. Yes. Um, everyone played a role with the exception of Beast, really. Yeah. You know, Beast kind of had no role in that. I mean, he did take on um, Psylocke, right? Yes, he and Psylocke did. Yes. Uh, okay. they, they tussled. Yeah, he basically almost died by her hands. I'm really upset because um, in the one of the trailers, you see her, she takes her sword and she like stabs it down the ground and like goes in between his two feet. Yeah. And he, he or like his two toes, he looks down and then she looks up and she just smiles. I was yeah. like, oh, that would have been a... And then they don't show they don't it. And I'm like, it. Oh, that would have been such yeah. a good. Um, I hate when the trailers show things that don't end up in the movie. Yeah. Uh, we saw Neighbors Two last night, and there was like three scenes from the trailers, like big scenes that oh, they yeah. showed in a lot of the trailers that didn't make it on yeah. into, the, into the actual movie. Which happens, you know, they, they yeah. cut things out. Apparently, Jubilee was supposed to use her powers, but they cut it out for for timing. Um, it happens though. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, Batman v Superman. Um, <laughs> not a single episode has gone by. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about for spoilers? Mm, not until the the last scene. The, the last, last official shot. scene or the last scene in the after credits? It, no, the movie. The movie. So the last scene is Mystique. Um, <sighs> Mystique in a much more comic accurate costume. Yes. Like they they went with the the blue just skin that can yeah. change into to outfits, which was fine. I didn't really care. Yeah. Um. In this, they gave her. Uh, she wears a white dress sort of thing in the comics. Yeah. You know, she's famous for it. You know, it's hard to put her in that. You mm-hmm. know, practically. But uh, her new uniform has a little white going down, which yeah. is cool. But all the X Men have gotten more X Menish yes. costumes, and. Um, they also introduced the danger room mm-hmm. and uh, practice sentinels. Yes. Um, robots. Robots. Uh, <laughs> what I love the most is when they first made X-Men, all the characters had the same damn costume. And this one they don't. Cyclops' costume looks like Cyclops' costume. Yes. Um, Jean Grey, her costume, in the comics she never really had a yeah. costume. She always wore like, she, first she wore the X-Men suit. I mean, she barely even had a code name. Yeah. Her code name was Marvel Girl for a while when she first came out. It's based, it's and then Jean Grey. it was Phoenix. Yeah. And yeah, she's known as Jean Grey. Um, Beast got his. I would have loved to see the vest he wore in, Le- in Last yeah. Stands. Um, 
Nightcrawler has one that has a little homage to his uh, mm-hmm. his red and black kind of circus outfit. Quicksilver. Quicksilver has one. Yep. Um, I will still argue that the Quicksilver costume in Avengers was my preferred look yeah. to him. And the, um, this one was similar. Uh, not the colors though. No. In, in Age of Ultron, they they yeah. went with the colors. It, it was similar style. Yeah, and then it it's made sense for this yes. version of the character, and then um. Storm had hers. Yeah. She joins the team officially, too. Yes. Um, but our favorite. Our was favorite was Cyclops. Cyclops. So Cyclops, you see him with his new visor, and the yes. la- basically the last shot is him lighting Light it up. up. Um, <sighs> it was really cool. Yes. Um, uh, different than what they've done before. Yeah. Um, it's a visor. It looks like it just covers his face. It doesn't go around like yeah. his ears like it did in the other movies. In the first X-Men movie, he had a very big visor. Yeah. And like the ear things were... Like ear muscle almost, <laughs> and he would um, adjust it and fire it. Yeah, like he could turn it to open it more or less, and then fire. Um, in the second movie, he wore a very thin one that only yeah. kind of went right above his ears. Simple. Yeah. Yep. And then um, he died in the Last Stand without <laughs> ever putting on the actual visor. Yeah. Um, we see his glasses in this, which are cool. What is the Ray Bans? Yeah, the Ray Bans. They were they were pretty slick. Um, I'm pretty sure they did say Ray Man. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna look for a, a pair of them, but uh, <laughs> spend nine hundred dollars on the probably seriously though. But um, he's their costumes are very nineties yes. X Men. Uh, Cyclops has like the hardest sort of looking thing. It doesn't make sense since this took place in the eighties. Yeah, it's the progressive <laughs> yeah. of it, but um, it's it's cool to see such comic accurate. Oh costumes. yeah. Um, how do you feel about Mystique kind of being an X Men teacher? You know I. It worked well with this with, version of the character. with this version of the character. exactly. Yeah. Um, I was like, they even call her Mystique the Mercenary in this. I yeah. was kind of like Mystique is that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's the only reason why I do like that they're making her a teacher. Yeah, um, I can see it. Uh, but to what extent? I mean, we do see her basically becoming like almost like the leader of it. You know, the field leader. Yeah, which is typically uh, Cyclops. Yes. Um, um, so, I mean... Well, Cyclops, yeah. almost, like, he's gotta be at least 16, because oh, yeah, he's, he's too young to do it. And he can drive. Yes. We know he can drive, we don't know legally if he can drive. Oh, well, yeah. But, but, um... I would say Cyclops and Jean Grey, 16-ish. Yeah. I'd say Nightcrawler, maybe 14, 15? Yeah. Um, Quicksilver's gotta be in his late 20s. He was, he was able yeah. to drive the rental car, they gave yeah. it to him. And then it's ten years later from the last movie. Yeah, that's the one problem with these big time jumps. None of these characters aged mm-hmm. at all. No, don't they even mention that with Moira McTaggart? Yeah, I mean, she hasn't aged a day. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. And then we got then we got Bald Professor X. Yeah, Magneto's got a spunky new helmet. <laughs> uh, oh. Great shot of them rebuilding the uh, the mansion. Oh yeah, that that was that was cool. Yeah, I was I'm gonna hire them to build my house when Seriously. I get one. Well, I want uh, Apocalypse just to make me like a wardrobe because all he did was make clothes. Seriously, I know, it was really cool. They look cool and very painful looking, growing wings. Yeah, that's it. Looks like it hurt. Um. So yeah, you want to just jump into the uh, the end into okay. the credit scene because as per Marvel, there are still people that leave the theater. Oh. We're trying to figure it out. I, I, part of me wants to at the end of every Marvel movie, get up, go stand by the exit, and not let people leave. You try that. You let me know how that goes. I next Marvel movie we go see. Please don't. I will. I don't want to get. Kicked I will. Out. I don't know him. I will go. 
hey, stupid, go back to your seat. You're going to want to wait about three minutes. For the record, we have gone to the bathroom during the end credits and come back in. True. True. But that's different. We come back because we know. Yeah. It's um, not like we leave the theater completely. So the end credit scene is the Weapon X facility is being cleaned up because apparently they have a bullet vacuum. Um, <laughs> that poor janitor. Seriously. He hates his job. He's just mopping blood yeah. and gore up. Um, and the there's a vial of blood taken from Weapon X yep. and put into a, a suitcase with other... I guess miles of blood, they're all different colors, though. Yeah, we so. don't... We see labels on them. We don't see what's on, written on the labels. Yeah. Um, I do know that some mutants have different color blood. Yeah. But that's weird. Um, and they're put into a suitcase by the S- the Essex Corporation. Yes. <coughs> now, I was the only nerd in that damn theater who actually knew what was going on. <laughs> it was kind of embarrassing, because I started talking. Yeah. And you never make me stop. No. Make me stop. No. You do you. I don't want to do me. Family friendly. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... Anywho. Essex in the comics is uh, the real name. Nathaniel Essex is a villain known as Mr. Sinister. Yes. Um, Mr. Sinister in the comics is not a mutant, but um, a superhuman. Yes. He uh, genetically... Um, enhanced human yeah so i'm gonna just kind of read off some of his powers first mm-hmm. um he is uh telepathic able to manipulate minds in uh, various ways he's capable of energy projection and telekinesis mm-hmm. using genetic material from the mutant uh courier mr sinister gained complete control of his body at the cellular level allowing him to shapeshift regenerate be virtually immune to injuries and have a prolonged lifespan um he has exhibited the power to teleport, but apparently he used it through uh, his Tesseract headquarters, so I guess he had access to the Tesseract yeah. in uh, the comics. Um, genius, expert in the fields of biology, genetics, cloning, physics, and engineering. Um, planner, strategic, very yes. uh, dangerous. Now, in the comics, he is obsessed with Scott Summers and Jean Grey, yes. believing that their genetic line is the pinnacle of human yeah. perfection. Um, so he actually created a clone of Jean Grey, and it's through that clone that a mutant by the name of Nathan Summers was born. Do you know anything about Nathan Summers, Ronnie? Not in detail. Okay, well, maybe you know <laughs> him by another name. Uh, he's also known as Cable in the comic books. So we got... <laughs> Two, two cable references basically in the X Men series. Yes. Wow. Um, is it the, setting up for Deadpool? My my theory <laughs> is very simple. We're gonna have this next movie in the nineties. Yeah. What if they introduce Cable in that, and then have him star in Deadpool too? Because in the comics, Cable comes uh, back in time. I don't. And he's very old. He's in his, like, 60s. That would make more sense, but I feel like Deadpool 2 is going to come out before X-Men. The next X-Men. Probably, yeah. yes. That, um, that makes the most sense. So that's the, that's the only reason why I feel like that's not going to happen, because even though Deadpool isn't an X-Men movie, mm-hmm. um, it's just going to confuse people. 
to have yeah, cable they, they and really as, they disassociate the uh, yeah. X-Men and I mean it's all the same franchise yeah. technically Deadpool is an X-Men movie um, but yeah it's, it's I can see the, the confusion for the average yeah. moviegoer um, I just think that it'd be the best um, option if, but, if X-Men came out first which I mean we don't know it we could yeah they, they haven't officially you know, announced the release dates yeah no. so I mean and it it is confirmed that because of the Essex, the Essex on the briefcase, it sets up stuff for the next X-Men movie. Supposedly also... Also Wolverine and also the Gambit movie. Which, that's a, a very big... Um, yeah. It's weird because I think when they first started the X-Men franchise, they had no idea about an overarching, overarching uh, story. Yeah. This sounds like it's going to be a big story in a lot yeah. of different um it, it's almost like we were just saying that apocalypse should be a villain that like is big yeah it's almost like they're getting ready to make sinister that big villain yes um so Maybe that's I, why it's gonna spread throughout three different movies yeah you know because i mean he could i mean is he going to be um obviously we're gonna see um sinister yes Mr. Sinister. We just don't know when and in what movie. Where I he's think it would first. What? Where he's gonna appear first? Yeah, I think they're probably gonna hold off on introducing him fully mm -hmm. until probably X Men. I think he'll be the next big villain for X Men. I can see that. that not for boring sense. and not for Gambit, like you know. Um, so uh, I don't know. Who knows? We all we could all be wrong. We don't know really. Anything about details because they're not they haven't started anything for any of those movies. Yeah, uh, you, you know, know the thing I am most excited about is as I said, Cyclops is one of my favorite um, X Men and characters of all time. Yeah, it's it would be so nice because Sinister is really obsessed with Scott Summers. Yes, um, not Jean Grey as much, mm -hmm. but he believes that the Summers line has some sort of um, special genetic markers, etc., yeah. etc. I want to see a movie that revolves around Cyclops finally, and you know, to, for him to be the figurehead. Mm -hmm. And I would much rather see this next movie be about Cyclops and Sinister, and and then set up the, um, a Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah, because I think we need to get to know this Jean Grey a little bit more. Um, we just saw how powerful she was as far as character goes. At first, I she's kind of unlikable at first, but yeah. understandably. Um, I would really like to see uh, a Cyclops movie. Yeah. Um, especially because Cyclops' family line is, is one of the most important in, yeah. in the X-Men universe. Because Scott has, um, I think, Rachel Summers as a daughter. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Um, obviously, Cable is, is a son of his. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else there's there's one more and he's like super powerful like it's driving me crazy because apparently uh reed richards and sue storm their son franklin richards is one of the most powerful mutants in existence he's an actual mutant um but yeah i mean well, also part of me is like you know okay if they do have mr sinister mm -hmm. right he was a horseman of apocalypse at one point yeah do maybe do we see maybe Apocalypse isn't dead then? I, I wouldn't be surprised if if he does come back mm -hmm. and he is, you know, still alive. 
Yeah. Um, it just depends on the context. Yeah. Because for the most part, Sinister always kind of in the comics he worked for Apocalypse a lot and yeah. the TV shows too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's gonna be uh, interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's it for in terms of spoilers. We wanted to talk about any. Yeah. And I think we kind of set our theories about where we think the universe is going to go next. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a solid, it was a solid flick, and yes. uh, there was not too much bad about it. There was just not too much good. It was, it was your run of the mill. It was by the books. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, with a character like Apocalypse, it shouldn't be by the books. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's funny because it it feels like this universe is trying so hard to catch us up to the present that they're just kind of like, we need to make these movies to. Yeah, everybody to a point. I think it it would have been a better movie if they started the entire franchise with this. I I can see that. You know, but, you know, we were talking, and I I much rather prefer the route that X Men has gone as opposed to something like the Spider Man franchise. Yeah, the Hulk franchise. Agreed. Um, there was this big fear, you know, after Incredible Hulk, especially that that reboots were just the way to go. Yeah. Um, look at Fantastic Four. It's a perfect example of of. What not to do? What not to do? Yeah, <laughs> that movie was on HBO today, and I tried watching it, and I still was like, "This this movie had every potential." Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a, a solid movie. Yeah. Uh, the 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 bad is few and far between. Yeah. Uh, there was just the the reason, I, at least for me, why I scored it so low. I'm not even so low because I mean it's a three five, which is is above average. Above average. Um, that's, a, that's good. Yes. Um, is because of the fact that there was nothing that really wowed me. Yeah, you know, yeah, like there were things where I was like, "Oh, wow, agree. that's really cool," but I wasn't visually, like, always yes. visually. Yes, but I was. There was nothing in there. I was like, "Wow, that was epic." Yeah, you know, because all the I want to say all the movies we've had this year, there's been at least one or two moments where you're like, "Wow." Yeah. But well, here's a perfect example. If you go on YouTube right now, under my recommended videos, mm -hmm. it's all Captain America, the um, the airport scene, yes. and the final fight scene. Yes. Because I've been I've been watching it. Yeah. All the Spider-Man scenes I've been watching. The whole airport battle is epic. Yes. That is something that I could watch over and over. Oh again. yeah. Um, Batman v Superman. I yeah. can watch the Batman and Superman fight. Yes. And I can watch the the final Doomsday fight mm -hmm. over and over again. This movie. We'll definitely rewatch the Quicksilver scene. Oh yeah, but that's about, and but even that wasn't too. Wow. Yeah. It didn't have that big wow factor. Like it was a really really cool scene. But there were no stakes to it. Exactly. Yeah, it did not feel like anybody nope. in that scene. And they made it a point to say, "Oh, I saved everyone. Don't worry. Yeah. It's okay, guys. Don't be worried." Mm -hmm. there, there's. It felt like there were yeah. very little stakes. Even, to this even in Deadpool, the ending fight. That whole big fight scene with all of them fighting, like Colossus fighting and everything. With the helicarrier that was yeah. the helicarrier. Like all that was that that was a wow. Yeah. Like, that I could watch over and over That's again. Fun. I mean that whole Bob. entire that whole entire movie I could watch over and over again. And we have. But yes. anyway. Um but yeah, I mean, like if you line up the X Men movies, it's it's up there. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll argue that the best X Men movies were probably X two. Yeah. Um Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, first Class, mm -hmm. which I think is First Class. We were so surprised with how much yes. we enjoyed it. Uh, Days of Future Past, the original X-Men, this one, kind of all on yeah. the same level, and then Wolverine and, and uh, 
Wait, they made a full screen? But yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, Yeah, I, I'd probably do that same order. Yeah. I would do, you know, even... I don't know. I Deadpool could even be number one for me. Yeah, I'm surprised you know? it's not. I'd um, be more surprised if it was not your number one. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it's tough. Yeah. You know? It's, um, such, it's such a franchise with ups and downs. Yeah. And, you know, parts of me thought this was better than... Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. but then other parts were like, mm, not really. Yeah. Um, those two are kind of on the same level for me. Really, my challenge with Days of Future Past is just that they were like, we're not rebooting anything. Don't worry, guys. It's yeah. not going to be a reboot. We're not going to erase anything. Just kidding. Everything gone. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. What do you remember, Logan? Well, I don't remember anything, Professor X. All my right? name's Logan? What? <laughs> my name's Jimmy. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Wolverine's real name is Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy Clark. <laughs> Easy there. We have a uh, Jimmy Clark, and that's what Ronnie just was yep. reference to. But um, uh, I think maybe over the summer we'll uh, we'll kind of look at the X Men franchise because we're still yeah. you know we're still everybody's asking what we're going to be doing now that our shows are on hiatus. I think we're gonna uh, we're definitely gonna do a Deadpool. Yes. Um, because we started this after Deadpool came out. Yeah. In yeah. theaters. Um. Which I do now own. Yes, you do, and yes. we are going to be doing a. So a we we, movie we will be doing um, a Deadpool one because, like you said, we bring up X Men. You have to bring him up. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to. He's been in two movies. Yeah. Um, um, do we even really count the first one? No, because it doesn't. They portrayed exist him terribly. Yeah, X Men one, two, and three, and and Origins Wolverine are all they're gone. They're yeah. out of continuity. They don't exist no yeah. more. Um, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that's gonna be over the summer. We are gonna talk yeah. the X Men franchise as a whole. Yeah. We were gonna do it beforehand, but just with all the uh, the shows having their season finales, we mm-hmm. were kind of caught up caught up in the mix. Especially yes. our Legends episode alone was like oh yeah, almost an hour and a half. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, we want to hear your thoughts on either the X Men franchise as a whole, or more specific, this movie. If you guys uh, want to get in touch with us, what are the best ways for people to get in touch with us? Um. Best way, two of the best ways, really, um, and fastest ways would be on Facebook. Facebook? You could uh, search us at the Multiverse Fancast. You can go ahead and shoot us a message on that. Um, if it has any spoilery information about this movie, we at least because, I mean, if you're talking about the past movies, for one, we do that, um, and your thoughts on those shouldn't be a spoiler. You never know with some people. Um, Same age. Exactly. Um, also, you could email us at multiversefancast at gmail.com. Um, that's really the best ways to reach us, uh, to listen to us. You could download us from iTunes and also the Podbean app and the Satchel Podcast app. Um, you could also follow us on Twitter at MVFancast. Wow, it's capital M. Capital V, capital F, and then lowercase A N C A S T. Yeah, so um, that'll wrap it up for us tonight. Uh, I'm Mags. And I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash.